I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, hello, my dear loyal listeners. I'm Travis Dow from podcastnick.com. And I figured it's high time for an update, an update on podcast projects and my life in general. Let me set expectations for this episode for a sec, then I'll go back and uh, go through everything in order. I'm in Germany right now, learning to make candy, <laughs> like traditional European hard candies, etc. And I'm also gay. I'm 37 and just came out maybe a month ago because I have a boyfriend now and it would be weird if I didn't. So we have a new show out that definitely blows everything we've done so far out of the water, which is part of the reason all other shows have kind of gone dark. But we'll be back with new episodes here too, promise. In any case, let me start with, last week was my first week as a candy maker apprentice. I've been working in a candy factory that produces maybe a ton of candy a day with some half dozen employees. Let's call it a metric ton. I don't know. Um, they make stuff like really spicy candy to help kids with serious, like uncontrollable motor movements and spasms and such. Um, they make things like hard candy made with real honey, which has its own challenges to work with. Christmas stuff like Glühwein candy. I, I am in Germany, remember? And we feed the Christmas markets with sugary sweetness. And I'm in northern Germany, so licorice is definitely a thing and by far the best CBD candies I've ever had by a mile, which will definitely be a thing when I get back to Oregon. And German roasted almonds, chocolate, fudge, and a lot more. And I need your help. There's a call to action in this episode, and you can read the episode description and show notes for spoilers, or just follow me on social media. But if you're curious what I've been up to and how I got here, just keep listening. It's been a crazy year, uh, first things first, the pinnacle of podcastnik so far, a new show called Past Access. I can't believe podcastnik has gotten this good, frankly. We've reached our goal as far as content and production quality done. I don't see how we could possibly do better, so please give that a look. That's on YouTube. Now that's all Pete. <laughs> as for me, sorry for going dark, I know it's time for an update. If you speak German, you might be confused right now because I've been pretty active with my German podcasts over the last year and to three podcasting events over the last six months in Germany. I'll get to all that. So I'm going to focus on the Podcastnik audio feed and YouTube channel here in the next future. Those are all in the show notes. 
And I'm not saying unsubscribe from other shows. They're all trucking along and outlines are being written as books are being read. So do subscribe to the Podcastnik podcast and YouTube channel, though. Links are in the description. That's mostly where I'll be updating new episodes and contents as I pick the pieces of my life back up. In German podcasts, I've given a lot of details from my personal life. I, I do a show about the U.S. in German, and since I'm an American, I give a slice of my private life every once in a while because that makes sense there. I don't really do that in English, though, with uh, the side effect being that my German-speaking listeners actually know me a whole lot better than you might. So here's what's been going on. I'm no longer a technical writer. I did that for eight years or so, writing technical documentation for software around all kinds of industries, but last couple have been like security and law enforcement and privacy, etc. but many other industries over the years. Until this summer. Uh, in the last year, I was fired or talked into quitting about three times for reasons. Um... I don't want to sit in an office anymore. It's depressing. I don't know. Do we want to talk about depression real quick? It's it's different for everyone. Mine started as a teenager. In fact, podcasting itself was just a way to cope. The weirdest part of depression is that sometimes you don't really notice. But in retrospect, I imagine most people don't spend decades of their lives thinking of how to kill themselves. Painting, then podcasting, even knitting are all ways I've clawed my way back to life from some horrid abyss. Over and over again, really. So let's get to a more cheery topic. Divorce. Um, <laughs> so me and my ex-wife, we, we've been living in separate or had been living in separate rooms for years. Our marriage was already broken when I still lived in Prague over five years ago in the Czech Republic. And it was a reason it was basically the reason I moved to California. But now my wife, ex-wife, ended up following me there, and we pretended everything was fine for a few more years until 2018. It's, it's 2019 right now. Now, my wife, or my ex-wife, is a great person. I can't speak ill of her. It's not her fault. I couldn't cope with life, nor could she help me. We have very different personalities, and, and we could just leave it at that. We, we drifted apart, and neither one of us could finally bridge the gap, even if we wanted to. We tried. I was married for nine years, and together uh, more like 12, since my second year in Prague, actually. And while the divorce was still going on, the, I don't know, we filed, we kind of made it official somewhere last year, May, I would say. Um, we filed the paperwork starting January, was done with that in like March. Um, the paperwork actually just became official and came in last month. But in that whole time, life went on. I went to Germany this summer to attend a podcast, like, convention of sorts, out in the woods in the middle of Germany, somewhere outside of Hildesheim in the woods, in a hostel in the middle of nowhere, some hundred people, mostly podcasters, I'd say. Um, they met, we set up two stages, filled a schedule for three days with live shows, and if you understand German, those are all on YouTube. Now, Podstock, uh, those are some uniquely good people that get together, all pretty liberal. Um, I got to ride a Harley, my, my first motorcycle ride in Europe, actually. <laughs> Definitely a highlight. And meet many podcasters for the first time that I've known for years over Twitter. It's also the first time I met the guy who is now my boyfriend. So I'm glad I went. 
He's also a podcaster, so that's that's how that happened. Yeah, so I'm gay. Let, let's talk about that for a second. I think it's a bit surreal, maybe, <laughs> to suddenly come out as a 37-year-old. I've spent my whole life living my life, never having to grapple with things that folks who have come out when they're teenagers maybe had to. And I really wasn't sure how my friends and family would take it. Like, honestly, you can imagine the situation all you want, but you don't know how people will actually react until it actually happens. People talk a big game about being tolerant, um, but I I really put it to the test. (laughs) And my outing was a bit shocking, maybe. I'm an anxious, twitchy sort of fella with way too much on my mind and my mind played out all the worst scenarios like would I lose a chunk of friends would they think I was holding on to this big secret for decades and just not trust them enough like would they hold that against me what about my very religiously conservative parents I grew up going to church every Sunday memorizing bible verses so yeah that was scary I guess Um, But no, everyone was cool. I I didn't lose a single friend. In fact, I got some additional, I don't know, like 40 followers or so on that single day on social media. Everyone was just happy for me that I finally figured stuff out and got it together. More than that, actually. People came out of the woodwork I hadn't spoken to in like 10 or 15 years. I had deep conversations um, with some very old friends, came out with some hidden stories of their own. I guess if I can be brave, they can be too. Frankly, it was incredible. A wonderful experience that was obviously very liberating. Um, So there's a lot more to the story, obviously, like why I didn't identify as gay as soon as puberty hit, for instance, or why I never acted on it, never not once in college or any other time. It, It just wasn't a crazy big issue for me. It's not anyone's business, really, and it never nagged on me. Ask any of my exes, though, and they'll tell you they always knew. Um, All right, let's leave it at that for now. In fact, I do talk about it more. My boyfriend and I have started a YouTube channel to field some of the questions and satisfy the curious. For those who are curious about me beyond my knowledge of alchemy or German history, um, there's a YouTube channel called uh, Toby and Travis. It's hashtag 5k rainbow you can find that on twitter probably facebook and uh, find it from there or just look up toby travis on youtube that's in english um the outing itself was planned and timed i was i was in hamburg for a month where my boyfriend lives to see if this whole relationship could even work because we we saw each other like three times on podstock and then um you know, like three three months happened in between, and we just started. I, I sent an audio commentary, and then we started chatting on Twitter, and it kind of escalated from there. But before I went to Hamburg uh, to see Toby, which that means I had to tell my family and close friends before I left. I didn't want them to like find out on or through Facebook. But the rest of the world knew two weeks later during another podcast convention called Deichpod. It's uh, on the North Sea coast, way up, not that far from Denmark. Deichpod itself is sort of a podstock after party. Same folks, just less of them, maybe 35 people. And I knew that's the point where people would see us as a couple in public and maybe ask some questions. So, yeah, so <laughs> that happened. Um, 
Just a bit over a week after that, Toby and I were on stage at uh, Digital Weeks in Kiel on the Baltic, talking about how it happened and what life is like now. Crazy, unexpected, what a twist. So to wrap up this chapter of the show for now, I'm, I'm gay, always was. I was either too depressed to grapple with the concept, too scared of losing friends to lean into it. I was um, happily married. So why complicate things? My wife would have been thrilled, I'm sure. Not. Anyways, so life has a way of surprising you. Let's go back to my summer trip to Germany in June, when I was still married, technically. And after trying to get to Podstock for the last two years, I finally made it. And like I said, got to meet many friends uh, for the first time in person. Podstock itself was only three or four days, but it didn't make sense to fly to Germany for that short of time uh, from the West Coast. So I decided to meet some more podcasters I knew in Bremen. I tweeted out that I'd be grateful if someone has a couch for me to surf in Bremen, and I was not disappointed. A listener messaged me with a picture of his dog on a guest bed, and we talked on the phone once. I mean, he's a listener. I didn't really know him. Uh, Honestly, my thought was along the lines of, can you tell if someone is a serial killer by talking to them over the phone? And I didn't know what he does or anything else about him. And I drove a rental car up to Bremen after Podstock. Now, it turns out the guy owns a candy factory, one of, one of my listeners. It's attached to his house, a huge warehouse, and basically three or four huge shop floors for making various types of candy in different amounts. A single batch from one of the three like stations can be up to 150 pounds per batch, and they crank out like 10 to 15 batches a day. He's been doing it for 30 years and has been very like innovative in that time. There's just a lot to take in. So anyways, I was there for around five days in Bremen at the candy factory, spending evenings in the hot tub and discussing German history. A podcast listener of mine tends to be a history buff after all, and that was great. When I got back from vacation, real life kind of hit me hard. I, I knew it was a matter of time before I got fired. That's the third time in a year. It wasn't going to work out. In fact, I took that job even because I was just out of options. I mean, what am I going to do? I I talked to the guy in Bremen with the candy factory daily. A few times he reassured me that if life got too bad to just get on a plane and come back to Bremen, I'd learn how to make candy. I still have my Czech residency. I can be in Europe, Um, you know, change the scenery, take it all from there. And my job wasn't working. Anxiety and depression came back hard. Divorce papers were signed, and my ex-wife had just moved out. I had to find roommates fast, cover a bunch of costs in that process, etc. All of which was not the best for my job performance. And sure enough, I don't even think a month went by after I got back from Podstock when I was let go. A third failure in a year. Long gone was the time when I did the work for two, got awards for my performance. I was just trying to make it through the day. And when I finally did get fired, it was a breath of fresh air. Like, suddenly my anxiety and depression were just instantly gone. I had a plan. Now it was just time to act. Now, I'm still afraid of failure and rejection, but not as afraid of depression coming back. So I've decided to open a new a door to a new opportunity and ask for help. You. I'm asking you for help to start my next chapter in my life. I'm already extremely grateful 
for you just listening. I never thought I'd have as many listeners and downloads as I have. I never would uh, dared to have dreamed this actually, any of this. That's thousands of people would listen to each episode I produce, even the kind of bad ones. Sorry. And now I'm starting a business. I'm moving back up to Oregon. My stuff is already there. And that's where I'll be going back to when I get back from Germany. Goodbye, California. It's been real. I'll be spending my time between a camper trailer near Silverton on a friend's property and my mom's house and family. Um, Toby, my boyfriend, wants to come to Oregon, live my crazy dream with me. He's not in that different of a uh, position right now I'm in. He's been moving basically every year for, I don't know, decades. And we both would like to be a bit more independent in general, do our own thing, see if we can't make it. And I do have a business degree after all, like so much knowledge I've always wanted to put to use but never had the opportunity to do until now. So here we go. I'd rather crowdfund than take a loan, obviously. I mean, that's hard to do. I have absolutely zero idea of what my chances are, even raising a single dollar through my GoFundMe campaign. But since I've spent almost seven years now talking to you fine folk, I figured it would be weird not to at least try to just shoot for the moon, to ask for what I actually want. Even if this is hard for me to, you know, swallow my pride and just ask for you to help me finance my dreams, the philosophy behind the whole candy business will be a green, sustainable business, all the fair trade hippie stuff you'd expect from Oregon, all natural flavors and ingredients, which is what I'm learning how to do, and make the best European traditional hard candy west of the Mississippi. I'd like to see how far this gets me. It can't succeed if I don't have the courage to ask you. So even if you don't want to donate, or maybe candy just ain't your thing, you can still do me a huge favor by finding me on Mastodon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Spread the word, subscribe, follow, create your own social media posts to help me get the word out and get some traction. Um, besides all that, check out Past Access on YouTube. All relevant links, again, should be in the show notes. And I'll keep you posted on how it's going on this crazy adventure, um, on the Podcast Nick YouTube channel and podcast feed, at least. And yeah, get back to history as soon as I find just a tad stability in my life. Thank you for everything that you've already done. You, you have already improved my life in countless unfathomable ways. You owe me nothing, but I am asking anyways. I'm Travis Dow from podcastnick.com, and maybe for this episode, most of all, out of all the 500 plus episodes we've recorded, thank you for listening.